Thank you for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit girlswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. Welcome to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. I am Sarah Madras. And I think today I'm Jenny Midgley. I don't know. I'm a cowboy. Today, there it is. (laughs) In the studio today, we have our very own cowboy. (laughs) It's true. It's on my Facebook. It is. Or Pilgrim Rick, whichever way you want to put it. That's that's how I, because I hadn't met you in person yet. And so I was like, Scott. You've never met Scott in person? No, before. Oh, okay. When I met him at Triangle Business Breakfast. Okay. That's right. But when I met him for the first time, all I had was the reference of the picture and the cowboy. Got hat. it. Yes. Got yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. So Scott is our guest. Scott Moore is our guest today. And he is. Did sorry. you hear the way she said that? I you thought know. I was going to cough. And I was like, Am I, I might just have to pass this off. I don't know what's going to happen I'm like, right now. Let, let me help you out. Scott Moore. I literally thought I was having, was like going to have one of those <laughs> weird, awkward moments where I was going to end up like choking myself because I thought I was going to. You know, you get those tickles, and you're like, it's coming, but it didn't come. It, it's like, only you. It was you anyway. I signed up for this when I didn't find <laughs> and I just said, make up whatever the hell you want about me. That's how that happens, yeah. So Scott Moore is a, right now, his business, he's a business coach, and he has a couple coaches that work with him on career coaching and some other life. Are you doing life coaching now, too? Not really. I'm everything Personal development coaching, coaching. Right. Yeah. Everybody's business massively impacts their life and vice versa. True. Uh, so I don't really separate that out. But yeah, the two coaches that are coming to work for me are both amazing. And one of them is going to be handling the sort of solopreneur type folks that are just, they are their business. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is going to handle the career coaching while I get to focus on um, my best thing, which is uh, the big, small businesses. Right. The scaling. They've Mm -hmm. they've hired their first three, four, five people. And now they're freaking out because somebody's knocking on their door every hour of the day. Yeah. Yeah. The scaling entrepreneurs and... Awesome. And Scott has been with us before virtually, however, and we talked about a lot of different things that episode. But today we specifically wanted to invite him back because he does this thing with his with his clients that he has them fill out the Colby A index as well as the Clifton Strengths. And we've talked about Clifton Strengths before here. And I think like you and I have done it in different capacities and things like that. But so for this, we specifically went with the intention of that Sarah and I were going to do the Colby A index. And then send Scott the answers, and then he would, like, interpret. Dissecta. For, oh. <laughs> that I sounds say really creepy. walk through, <laughs> not, maybe it l- sounds less like you're a frog. That's <laughs> no, I wouldn't be dissected. Thank you. Okay, okay. I what, enjoy being dissected. I don't open, Tell me what's inside. And you're just. Mm. I'm open for it. I'm I here my for it. Grade science project. I collected tadpoles and I dissected a frog. Like I, I did the life cycle of the frog. And we did a pig, and I named mine. Oh wow! In fourth grade. No, in high I said school. that in my fourth grade science project. We, but we did. We, we dissected a baby. Yeah, we. I did the pig in anatomy and physiology in college, mm-hmm. and I brought it home and stuck it in the refrigerator. <gasps> okay, the, over the weekend. You're so like could study. next level. I'm moving away. <laughs> My family is from Eastern North Carolina, so we grew up dissecting pigs all the time, and then we ate that pig yes. after it. I didn't eat That's the pig that I brought on the grill. There was like, it was a holiday week. I took it as a summer class. On the class. bit, though? That's no, good no. shit. Yeah, pig I, roast is amazing. Yeah, Roger that. We were, we would, you'd spread them out on the grill, like a big grill, and I realized later in life that 
it was actually a really great excuse for my uncles to stand around for like nine hours drinking beer. Yeah, yeah. Or so than it was like the pig so was always delicious. But then providing nutrients and, and right. food. Yeah, yes. yeah. It was I mean, all about the day drinking. Why not both? Exactly. Right. We're all about the and here. Yes, it is and life. Pigs are primarily made of protein, and so you got to get your carbs in there somehow. (laughs) Love it. Excellent. So, yeah, so here's an interesting tidbit. So Sarah and I did the Colby, like I sent her the thing, and she did it, and and I did it, and we approached it in very different ways, which we just discovered as we were prepping for this episode. So Well, and let's just say what Scott's response to my results was. His response (laughs) was, those are neat. But that's a like, Scott thing to say. I was like, what the fuck does your scores mean? <laughs> oh, I know. And I know what that did to her. Somebody, and I know, and knowing Scott, right somebody. And I was tricked. like, let it go in like seconds. But I initially was like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> neat as in, like, that's a neat little kid. Bless their heart. And the difference is because you had already looked at your responses. Like yeah. you had already looked at your, and I literally took the test waited for the like the link to the results then i was like here you go i didn't know that was an option or i would have done that because i <laughs> yeah, felt pressure to it read off it. and i didn't even look at i have i still have not looked at anything like i opened the page and i saw there were some like colorful columns or whatever i was like no i don't want to know anything and then i so now I you were just trying to stay po- spoiler free i was yeah. got it I was. I wanted um, to be. And I am a preparation. Perfect. I will fucking read what happens at the end of the show because my nervous system cannot handle sitting through. Apparently your scores support that. <laughs> I can't. Like we were watching a show, uh, like a limited series. I can't remember what it was on Netflix. And I, my fucking nervous system was on fire and I'm all like squirming in the bed watching the show. I was like, I can't. I have to read ahead and see because I can't watch this. I did get that way a couple for a couple of the episodes in this most recent sen- season of The Last Kingdom, which I watched in its entirety. Did one you? night. <laughs> I have to wait till the weekend so I can binge it. I was like, mm, I'll just watch a few more. And then the next thing I know, it was 4.30 in the morning. And wow. I had watched all 10 episodes. But I did feel like I had to read ahead a couple of those because they were like, I was like, are you fucking kidding? Why? And yeah. 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 So um, we're ready well, for you, Scott. We digress. Roger. I'm, so here's normally this is the very first thing I do with a client. I tell them like, we, it's my job as your coach to get to know you as fast as possible, as well as possible. So I understand uniquely how to coach you. Uh, there's no one size fits all. And I also normally take like a full hour to do one person. So what I'm going to do with you guys is be what I would call for my leadership training laser heartfelt and impactful so we'll go we're gonna move i'm here for it we're gonna move fast and let's rock and roll and also i still want this to be interactive not just a big uh scott moore monologue oh don't you worry (laughs) yeah i wasn't overly concerned but so what for the the listeners at home by the way it's k-o-l-b-e dash a lot of people think it's c-o-l-b-y or whatever but it's not cheese. it's not there's no jack (laughs) kobe jack cheese spandex no yeah and and spandex what like what index. Uh, index? Oh, okay. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, he got it. got it. What Sarah got to experience that Jenny completely skipped over is the sultry voice of Kathy Colby reading each and every one of your results on all 20 some odd slides. No, it's always, it's one of the first questions I ask the people that do it is, did you look at the presentation? And the people who are built more like Sarah are you like, yeah, obviously I wanted to know more information. And the people that, Jenny, you're in the mid-range, but you're lower down the fact finder score than Sarah is. And so those people are like, eh, I figured you were going to explain it to me anyway, so I didn't bother. I'll hit a couple of real high-level things first. The Colby Index measures what are called cognitive traits, 
Nobody knows what that word means. What I tell people is it's kind of like your comfort zones. And I tell them like, I'm not doing this because I'm going to keep you in your comfort zone all the time. I'm keeping it. I'm having it about you so that I know when we're going to go outside of it so that when you're going to go outside of it, so you know that you don't have to live outside your comfort zone and you don't freak out on me when I ask you to do something. Or if your current job or business calls on you to do something that you're not comfortable with, we can understand like, why is that happening? And then when, you know, how often will that stop? Like that. It measures four traits. We'll talk about what each of those four numbers mean. Uh, I'm a five, four, seven, four. I'm pretty open about it. He has a tattooed on his arm. I do. Like, have, here's my social security card. Yeah. I would have freaked out if it matched up to my social security. Number. <laughs> we are definitely that's a, some synchronicity a right there. living in the matrix. If that's, <laughs> if that were to be the case, the last thing I'll kind of say about at a high level, right. Is there are these three bands that run across the spectrum of the Colby. So if you are a one or a two or a three in a particular score, that is called the resistance band. It's not that thing you use in like exercise. <laughs> it's, but these are people who are like, they're well aware that a lot of the world is not like them. And they're constantly looking to try to make sure they don't be like that. Mm. The rest of humanity is. So they're very resistant to those things. The mid range, the fours and the fives and the sixes is called the accommodation band, or sometimes I call it the bridge. And these people are the folks that are blessed with being able to look at either end of the spectrum go, I'm not like those people, but I understand how somebody could be like that and not be crazy. Okay. And then the top end of the range, the sevens, eights, nines, and tens, we call that the insistence band. So these people are driven towards certain behaviors and they forget that other people aren't like them. Did you have, did you have seven, eight, nine, ten? Jenny has a nine. I have a nine. She has a nine. You And Sarah has a seven. So let's dive in and talk about what that means, right? The first category is called fact finder, right? This is the one I always use to explain to people what the assessment is about because it's really easy to understand. So it's a range of how much information do you prefer to have so that you feel comfortable making a decision? A shit ton. Correct. Yeah. So you're a seven, right? Seven, eight, nine, ten people are like, I would like to read some books about that. Could you please send me the prospectus? Hold on. I'm still looking at the menu. And it's funny because we just came from eating together. I don't know. I wasn't spying on you. I didn't look that closely at how long you spent with the menu. But also some of these things, if you're like, I don't spend that long with the menu, but I like to read a lot of books. Okay. But you maybe are reading books about your business, about your profession, about your hobbies and interests that you think are really important. And you've been to this restaurant like nine times and you always order the same thing. So you don't. Right. So the. Right. The consequence of that choice is going to weigh into how much information you get about it. Yeah. And so uh, conversely, Jenny is a five. I'm a five. Jenny's a five. We're like five bros. And basically these are people that like a moderate amount of information. Mm -hmm. Usually, So like when somebody pitches something to us, we're usually like, I've got a couple of questions. Now, again, Sarah, what it would say about you is like, I have a lot of questions and also I'm going to do my own research because 100%. I'm right. <laughs> And then I'm going to put down what I found and put it into the contract and be like, this is my expectation of the level that you were to meet in the contract. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And it's interesting. Sarah doesn't want any of her boundaries trampled on. Exactly. Yes. This is like, yes. welcome to March. It's boundary month with Sarah. <laughs> it is. Right? Yes, it is. So like, it's interesting to watch also, like one of the things I tell people about the Colby is like, it's useful to know your information because if you, like if somebody goes, Sarah, we need to buy a car and we need to buy it by Tuesday. You're like, nope. no, oh no, 
just no, kill me. Do not. Correct. Not willing to do that. But there are professions where people are called upon to make important decisions based on fairly small amounts of information. They might have to do it quickly. So if somebody is, I'm going to say. I'm dying. I'm having a heart attack. They have to make really fast decisions. Perfect. So a paramedic, right? You don't want a paramedic who's like, hold on. You seem like you might be having a heart attack, but let me read some books about this and find out for sure that's not the paramedic. There's, so there's like, so this is a really clear reason as to why Sarah was not a hospital social worker. Correct. And I fit very well into that hospital social work environment where I could go a little bit. Yeah. And just to be clear, Jenny, the fives start to think the sevens, eights, nines, tens are like a little crazy with how much information they need. Right. But like, sweetie, you're adorable compared to a two. Right. The twos are the ones who are like, I need to buy a car and I like the red one. How much is it? <laughs> I'm driving that sucker out of here today. They're like, let's go. They're right, right now. And they're like, why are you still talking salesman? I don't want to know what the resale value is. I'm never selling this car. Yeah. And so that's how, and this is a theme that's going to run all through this. Like the nines and the twos think each other are crazy mm -hmm. in pretty much every category. So it's like good to know, like when, if your process is, I need to know a little bit more, or when somebody's trying to get you to make a quick decision and you're all cranky about it, that's what's happening. That's what's bringing that up for you. For sure. And an example of this is literally, so my in-laws, I'm termed poly planner. I live and breathe and die by my calendar. I have things planned out months in advance like that. It's the only way I can manage all of the things. And they'll text and be like, hey, you want to hang out tomorrow for the birthday party tomorrow? Like with 12 hours notice. And I'm like, what? No. How am I? But then I feel like the asshole of can't show up to the 18th birthday party. I love that human. I want to be there to celebrate their 18th birthday, but I've already scheduled a training for my staff. I've already. And so then I get into this and then I go, what the fuck are they thinking? Texting us 12 hours before the goddamn party at eight o'clock at night when that shit is a brunch party at 11. So the, what if you just said, hey, that would be great, but I just I can't today. Avi, my intellectual self clicks in after my initial emotional like, like, reaction shift, so you can't shift that emotional reaction i that, do i'm just asking why are you yelling at me i'm, I'm just asking you, questions feelings are neither good nor bad they, they just are yes <laughs> thank you joe i have my initial reaction see it's spreading my my lizard lizard like brain <laughs> reaction yes your lizard brain and then i go not everyone is like me and I'm going to respond appropriately. And then I send the text that says, oh, my gosh, I would love to be there. I have a training with my team. Please say happy birthday, blah, blah. I do all of that. Like highly functioning human. I'm being vulnerable and telling my actual lizard brain reaction when it happens. Yeah. So you've just brought up another great thing that runs throughout this assessment. And a thing I explained to my clients that will support them is there's an affective piece to all of this where you can just like... This isn't your style, but you're going to choose to adapt to mm -hmm. temperature of the room rather than set the temperature of the room on this particular occasion. Like you're like, it bothers me that they gave me less than 24 hours notice about this because I'm a high fact finder and I'm, I really wanted to know more before I got to this situation. But I like, no, it's a kid's birthday party. You can always just be like, 
nah, I'll pass. If you want me to come next time, then give me more notice and I'll be there. I just don't do stuff like this on the spur. Well, that's part of what we were talking about at lunch, right? Like when I was, we were talking about Clifton strengths and I was talking about how I have like zero execution and Sam was like, I have zero execution. I was like, how is that fucking possible? Because you're my executor. It was a learned skill. And I was like, I can't fucking teach myself that. Why can't I teach myself? (laughs) Perfect segue. Let's talk about the next category, which is follow through. This is the one where people are most inclined to make a value judgment. Like they're like, oh. A high number would be better than a low number. And it doesn't really work like that. I see you craning your neck over here, Sarah. Am I better than Jenny? Yes. The answer Yes, you're a five, she's a three, right? Oh, by the way, I don't know if I said it. So in Fact Finder, you're a seven, Jenny is a five. I'll follow through, you're a five, Jenny's a three, right? This is not like we, the way we casually use follow through in conversation networking, like I sent you a referral. Did you follow through on that? I sent you an invite or an email. That was important. Did you follow through on answering it? It's not really like that. It's really more of a, do you like to, how long do you like to have ownership of tech? So the None. Correct. <laughs> no. Unless I really want to do it. Sure. Right. But like people who are ones and twos and threes, they like to like touched it. I did my thing. I'm done. The eight, nines and tens are like, like, why are you asking I me for more questions about I need to supervise the whole project. You need to make sure it's all completed in excellence. That makes sense why I'm a five then. So you're right. So you're like. I'm surprised you weren't higher. No, I'm not. I'm really not though. My, I don't want. Y'all, I don't want to lead as much as I have okay. to lead. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this group, I don't this, want to do it as much as I have. But right, but this week's to this, like I was struggling completing the assessment and I had to go back and restart it because I realized that I was answering the questions from the perspective of what I've heard people say about me instead of following through with, the, you know, answering the statement, mm-hmm. you know, finishing the statement. If I were free to be me, yep. this, then I would blank. And so I had to go. And because then my expectation of you is that you're actually more of a holder honor than you actually are then. Yeah. So I tell people all the time, I'm like, listen, like you can be upset that you're a two or a three and just I'm not mad about I it. it. <laughs> I get you know, it. Jenny's like never apologized for anything before. I'm not going to start now. And so, but those people get told a lot, gosh, we wish you had followed through a little bit more. And I'm like, it just is what it is. Like those people. Tell me you want me to follow the, through, set up the expectation right. so that I can meet it. Um, just be aware you're not living like the nines and the tens are because right. the, tell people all the time, look, do they have things happen? Yes. The curse of high follow-through is micromanagement. Yeah. There are the people who are like coming back and they're like, hey, I know I gave you this project. Let's pretend somebody's a salesperson and they're a high follow-through. And so they're like, hey, I know we got the Johnson account. How's that go? It's a legitimate question. Do yeah. I want to follow up with that? But then you're like, are you giving him the this? I told him that to expect the this. And I just want to make sure it's happening. And by the way, I've gone to the accounting department too and made sure that they were billed the exact right. It's like, look. Trust your team. Let people handle their part. And the curse of high follow-through is you just keep on circling back and wanting to know. And that's your comfort zone. And just like all of these things, it's our responsibility to figure out how to use our powers for the forces of good and not be an annoying asshole to everybody in the office. You have high follow-through. Yeah. Would this also speak to why I feel very reactionary towards people who do micromanage? And because I'm like, why can't you just live and let live, man. Like, just let me do my thing. I did what was asked of me and now fuck off, please. That's how it shows up for people that are low follow through. Cause you're aware what I was saying before about that whole being in the resistance band. It's like, people are going to come check on me. I know how to do my thing. I just want to do it and hand it off. Don't come check on me after I hand it yeah. off. I know how you people right. are. And they forget, they forget that there's people that don't care about the thing. Once they did their piece, these are the, they can't leave work at work. People yeah. that are eight, nines and tens. 
Oh, that makes so much sense because I am totally a five. No, so yeah, you are. Super yeah. balanced yeah. on that. Now, now, like now that there's clarity on that, yeah, no, absolutely, you're 110 percent balanced on that, and you've worked really hard to maintain that out with the outside influences that are constantly pulling at you. Good pivot into. We'll talk about quick start next. That's the next column. This is the one. Some since I'm a five four seven four, this is the only place that I'm outside of the, the, the middle, right? The accommodation band, the bridge, and that's why I said. Your thing was neat because I know you're a coach like I'm a coach and we talked a lot about and three of your four scores are down the middle. So like one of the things that makes me a good coach is I can coach people who are nines and I can coach people who are twos and I don't think they're crazy. They're mm -hmm. not like me, but they're not crazy. The nines and the twos are in a fight like all the time because that person wants to buy the car because they look like the price is right. And the other person's like, we have not even read half this stack of right. consumer reports magazines. Do the so, nines and twos often marry each other? So <laughs> uh, you're going to take it at home or do they mostly get divorced? So it's funny. <laughs> like I'm going to speak car. really, I'm going to speak really plainly about this. Like my ex-wife and I both did the Colby and our stuff was almost identical. And so we didn't like, we almost never fought. But also some of our blind spots and problems wrapped up on us because we had these differences. And one thing I would like to just make sure that gets mentioned before we're done today is the fact that it's not necessarily that opposites attract, but we need people around us who are built different than we are so that they can bring things to the table we don't have. And that's really useful. A nine and a two fact finder go to buy a house. Okay. The two is like, I love the deck and my grill would go right over there. Let's get it. And the nine is like, oh, what school district? How much are the taxes? Is there an HOA? They that have makes a sense that I'm a five right there. Because there are some things that I'm like, I need more information. But then once I have the information, I'm like, good. Yeah. But like right now, if you were trying to buy a house and somebody, I've got 50 questions. No way you're getting No way. Then you're not going to get a house. Never. So the two... Yet it's not that they get to drive the bus right now, but if there were two nines trying to buy a house, those people are never buying a house. Yep. They're just not going to get comfortable fast enough. Yep. So if you're in a relationship, Joe, to somebody that's different than you are, good for you because you now have two different angles yep. working on your various challenges in life. Mm -hmm. So Great way uh, to put that. Let's talk about quick start. Again, here's my seven. This is the one where I'm up there. Jenny's up there. And Sarah, you're a four, right? We're not better than you. We're just cooler than you. I'm a um, nine. You're no, a nine? I'm a yeah, nine. She's a nine. Um, <laughs> Shit. Yeah. What's about to go down? Yeah. I don't know. I'm very Qu curious. Quick start is a measurement of how comfortable are you with uncertainty and risk oh, yes. and change. I'm like a 20. Yeah. <laughs> are you sure my fours when I'm not supposed to be a one? <laughs> right. Yeah. So see, because of who I work with, because I work with business owners, entrepreneurs skew high quick start. Most of them wouldn't have started businesses. They would have stayed at their corporate job if stability and certainty was more of a value. But in fact, I think about this all the time at the kind of catalyst event that got me to be a coach. There were nine people and we all showed up with our Colby scores. Eight of us had scores of seven or higher quick start. One guy was a two Marine master sergeant, got out of the military after 25 years and was starting a business working with people rotating out of the military. So he was staying right in his comfort zone on that. And the rest of us were just a bunch of crazy idiots, right? Like we were just out there doing wild stuff. We have no idea if it's going to work. We just know it's going to work. So and it's so funny because my, my four makes sense now of 
the certainty of I had tried to work for other people and it was such a hot mess and so unethical in the mental health system that I was like, nope, I am creating my own certainty that it's going to be professional and ethical. And and again, it, this is not a, there's no judgment in this that says if you're a low quick start person, you shouldn't start a business. But what, when I have a two quick start person that comes to me as a business coaching client, I'm like, how long have you been doing this? They're like, mm-hmm. I've been an accountant for 18 years and I started my business like 12 years into that. Right. So they already knew I know how to make money like this. I'm really good at this thing that I do. I already have a book of clients that say they'll come with me like that. The, I tell people like starting a business is always a leap of faith and the low quick start people are like, I need to see the landing zone. I need to ha- know yeah. how many feet is Super it to the landing zone. Right. Right. And so, and you went and like air quote started a business because like you went out on your own, but it was in. Correct. It was the same thing that you were being hired to do. You were just now driving the bus. And then when and you, I was taking my clients from the right. place I worked at that was shutting down and like. And then when you shifted and left like more therapeutic clinical treatment and went into coaching, it's still in that. Bubble. For sure. Like it's still in that zone. You're still using all of your skills. You're just applying them differently versus me who went from like working in an acute psychiatric unit to working in a regular hospital med surge environment to marketing. Yep. (laughs) And photography. Yep. So the, with quick start, like I tell people this all the time, like being a seven and working with some people that are tens, you can see the difference between like a seven, a nine or a 10. People are like, what if we started a other whole business? Yeah, that's totally me. And I'm like, <laughs> what if, just trying this on, what if we executed the plan we've already got right. a little while yeah. and we build an eye? And- my God, a client <laughs> is popping into my head right now. So like Joe and I have these conversations all the time. We're like, what if we did this? And then yeah. like it just sits there. And then eventually we might get to it. Eventually we might not. But that's, like, yeah, that's totally yeah. how it well, rolls. And, and be, being naturally risk tolerant, um, mm-hmm. Like you get to find a way to work with the people around you that doesn't have them pissed off at you all the time. My wife is not a seven quick start. She is like <laughs> down toward the lower end of the rain. And so. like, she doesn't want to go skydiving, but I think it might be cool to go skydiving. Mm-hmm. And so some of that, you know, is built into, is you figure out how to work those relationships so that, that you can be friends. And I think you also figure out like when you're aware of it, because I, I didn't, I wouldn't have known because I've never done this. Honestly, it's this morning when you think about it. You were a quick start this morning of, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. And yeah, I was like... We had an hour and there was a breakdown of communication and there was a breakdown of expectation and some assumptions made that led to a miscommunication, which, uh, yeah, I was totally like, all right, and here's what we're going to do with this hour. And we have the da-da-da. And then Sarah's like, I looked at the calendar and we don't have a guest, so I'm not showing up. I was like, the, the calendar says 11. So, so right. Where, and, where and, about? And, so, and we didn't have anything in place to say when this happens, we do this. We corrected that. Right? We corrected course. We did that. But that's also why, like, we have, for me, I have to have the supports in place that challenge me to finish the projects that I start and still support my imagination and innovation. I need somebody who's going to do both and, and to give me that level of accountability because, yeah, otherwise. I was just going to mention, because I know you said you guys have talked to other people who are focused on Strength Finder or Clifton Strengths, as it's now call, called. And I, again, I have every client do that. Watching the way that these play with each other is really interesting because not all nines are created equal. So one of my strengths is activator. Like I'm really good 
at getting myself fired up about things. And I'm actually pretty good at getting other people fired up about them too. And I love that about myself. I know that I'm not a maximizer and a maximizer is the person who's like, now that it's a thing, let's make it amazing and perfect. So if you, if you understand, like I don't start a lot of new business things because I know based on my strengths and what I'm good at, I'll be really good at getting it off the ground and then I'll be going. So where's the fun in that? You guys know I'm a huge nerd and I'm a tremendous gamer. And when with computer games, especially like the beginning part is the fun. Mm -hmm. And then after I kind of get into the mid game, I'm like, okay, maybe I'll start over and try it like this next time. So the beginning part is the, yes, Oh, that makes so much sense. So we need to find ourselves a finisher. That takes it from, oh, this is fun. Right. Yeah. That person is not necessarily a low quick start person, but you would look for somebody with things in their profile, deliberative and maximizer. Yeah. Well, we just, we need to. Maximizer is my number one. Boom. Yeah. That's what, yeah. That that guy. Strategic thinking is my number one. Yeah. Strategic is my. I have. Funny, I play games completely different than you because I've played the same game. For the last 10 years, and wow. I play it a little bit every day so I can level up my character just a little bit. What do you play? So that I can be the best person in the world. Oh, nice. <laughs> S- says the maximizer. What do you play? It's a phone game. It's called Injustice. Okay. It's like a little fighting game where your guy levels up a little bit every day. Play it every day. Nice. Yeah, awesome. for, after like almost a decade, <laughs> like since the game came out. Commitment. Yeah. And my, I, my top three are strategic. Like it's strategic and then it's strategic and relationship building are my Clifton Strengths top. Thanks. So let's talk about the last one of the four, which is implementer. This is the one where people are like, I don't know what implementer means. It's fine. No, there does anybody. Implementer is a measurement of between, do you think more in the abstract or in the concrete? So to put that in a practical terms, right? Like high implementers. And incidentally, all of these categories are named after what, what the high numbers are. So implementers like high implementers are the nuts and bolts people programmers, auto mechanics, people that take concrete thing. I get it that programming is not concrete, but it's like lots of, I know how this math works. I know how these things, these concepts and programming fits together. I know if it's working, I know if it's not working, I know why it's not working. And um, people who are the ones and twos and threes are the people, the sort of very big picture. These are the, the, the high level, the 30,000 foot thinkers and folks like that. Again, I'm a four. Sarah's a four, Jenny is a two. So that would have her be like very kind of way high concept, very broad view, big picture kind of thing. Yes, that is me. I love being right. And (laughs) this is basically maybe the reason I do these assessments is for me to go, this is what you're built like. And people go, you're so right. I just, I'd love to hear it. So, you know, like it's interesting to watch how some of these things show up in the wild. Let me talk about that for a minute. The implementer ones are the people who are like, when you're talking about the Duke UNC basketball game, they start reaching for like the bottle caps or the salt and pepper shakers to like diagram how a play went. So that's what like a high implementer would do. Jenny is making this frowny face like nobody would ever do that. If someone someone were talking to me about the Duke UNC game, I'd be like, you don't going know to the bathroom. at all. Like yes. I just, okay. Hey, because it's, I'm a Syracuse fan, so I'm not going to really well, give let's shit just about say that they were but. mapping out how a house was built no, or mapping no. out a diagram. They're going to be like, and over here is the kitchen and over here is the laundry room and over here is this. Is that what you're saying? Now, see, and that might, but that speaks to me as a visual person. Like he'll like, and this happens all the time. One of you, any of you can try and explain something to me. I'm like, I need to see it. 
Okay. So there's a, but there's a difference between needing to see it and then explaining things in a way of like. So l- let me try something else. Okay. Maybe I'll be wrong. Okay. If, because since you're a photographer, right. if the, I could imagine a photographer saying, so what we're going to do and pulling out a piece of paper and being like, I'm going to have you standing here against this backdrop mm-hmm. and I'm going to be over here. And that's kind of a high implementer way of diagramming something out. My experience pictures. of you, Jenny, uh, because you've taken my picture and you're going to yes, be taking my picture. Yeah, she's never gotten a fucking piece of paper out and done that. I, the first time right. we met, I did draw stick figure storyboards. So I would so imagine. about your first one, yeah. My experience is you show up and you're like, you look around and you're like over there. Yes, that is what I do. And yeah. you're like, that's what I'm is feeling. That what I do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. what I do? That's sure. a high level thinker. That's somebody <laughs> who's like, strategically, I know what. I'm after. Right. Like strategic- I can't articulate it, but I'm going to tell you where to stand and what, when it'll come out good. You're not like, maybe I'm wrong. Like you're not sciencing the photography. No. You're feeling it. Yes. That, Highly that, intuitive. Right. Yeah. So I'm not saying that like all the scientists are nines and all the feelers or poets are twos, but maybe it skews that way. So here's where, like, let me give you a couple of other tips. So again, that would be a way you would spot somebody who's different on the implementation scale. If, if you see somebody that's like a, a real concrete thinker and you start talking about real abstract concepts, you might lose them. And so that would be a place where like you reach for some diagrams so that you can make what you're trying to explain more relatable to them and concrete. I'm going to guess my husband's like, because this is where we. <laughs> yeah, I could see. <laughs> that's where we differ. The Another one I tell people all the time is like fact finder is easy to spot if you start looking for it. So if people send you really short emails, they're probably low fact finders. They're not telling you a lot of information. I feel and, so gold out right now. Yeah. And if people it's send like, really yeah. long emails, then they're like, I need to tell you a bunch of stuff. And, and I if you yeah. send them back a short email, they're like, oh, I see. Screw me. Fine. And mine, I send, and so using that example, if it if the situation calls for a long email, I will send a long email. If it doesn't, why are you sending me a long fucking email? I don't need to read this book. Like this would have been resolved with a sentence. Yeah. But yeah. at least you're not having a meeting about it. Right? I don't even get me started. I but no, if, it's, if it requires a sentence, I send a sentence. If it requires more than that, then I'll send more than that. And if it's something that I feel inflamed about, I'm going to have somebody else proofread it before I actually send it. And I always send more. That way it's as clear and the expectations are clearly outlined so that I'm setting people up for success. I always send less because... And so that I'm setting yeah, myself up I know people for success don't read. so I don't have to deal with people's bullshit. And then, But then I don't need... I know that people don't read too, so that's part of my... It's funny how we just assume the worst about people that are opposites of us because I do the same with emails, but it's the opposite of what you're doing. Yeah. I'm like, why do you think I'm an idiot? Why do you think I need a super long email? Yeah. I've done this <laughs> for two decades. And I'm like, like and here is the boundaries. It's okay. <laughs> this is not okay. This is okay. This is not okay. I don't want to have to have this conversation. And we all, we're breaking it well, with our assumptions. But see, that, that's the, the takeaway of it, though. You want to have the conversation once. Correct. And not have to go back and forth. Correct. Yes, I see that. Yes. It's not about the length of the email. It's about the fact that you want to get everything out. Correct. Yes. Sarah, I'm curious if you've done this the way I've done it before, like get into a conversation with somebody who's like, I think I might want to hire you. And you're like, here's how it works. And they're like, yes, let's do it. And you're like, I haven't finished explaining. I'm going to keep explaining. No, I don't do that. You don't do that. Mm -hmm. Oh, good for you. Okay. Cause like the whole need to say all the things I need to say. And they're like, okay, but I was already a yes. So you can stop explaining. I do that in my relationships though, but not in business. Okay. Good. Because in my relationship, I'm going in business. They've said yes, which means they understand we're good. But in my relationship, I'm like, you're saying yes, but I am seeing behind those eyes and those words. And it's actually not a yes. You're saying yes to make this end. 
<laughs> like for this to be over. One way to treat somebody, if you're a high fact finder and they're a low fact finder, I tell people phone calls can be better than emails because in an email, yeah. you're going to want to type out a huge thing. They're going to immediately have a negative reaction to it. Mm -hmm. I, I ain't reading all that. And then they didn't get it. You think they're a jerk or an idiot for not reading all the information. Like I laid it out for you super clear, but see if you're in a conversation, it's like, let me give you a little bit. And they're like, got it. Mm -hmm. Let me give you a little bit more. Got it. And that doesn't feel to them like they're getting deluged with information. Totally. Um, and so, so the, like sometimes text, right? Like you can keep dribbling out and here's the next piece. And here, it's like a trail of breadcrumbs. Yep. And they're following it because they're getting it in bite-sized little pieces. Correct. Yeah. And I think that's a valid point because I think if you're somebody who is very protective of time that you have because you have so many commitments that you have made or there's only so many hours in the day and you're like really just trying to get down to the bottom of something and you're like, can we just talk for five minutes yep. and get a, and get this out and over with? And the other person's like ignoring your calls and you're like, Okay. So now I'm going to send you a text message and say, I really think we can resolve this in just a few minutes. And they're like, mm, I'm going to just send you an email. That's a, that's not a good map. That's what we're saying. It's not a great fit. Look, there's going to be people that you can negotiate out your differences with, and there's going to be people that you can. Oh, and good way to put that. If, that is a good way. And if you can't, then you're just like, cool. Like we're not meant to work together. We're not meant to be partners in life. And that's okay. One of the things I tell my clients all the time, if let's pretend they're a nine in something. I'm like, let's pretend they're a nine quick start. You don't want a nine quick start accountant. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying they're bad people. I'm just saying that, you know, people who are like handling your money and they're like, you'll be cool. Let's like put this on black. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's not yeah. pay our taxes. <laughs> like, here. What if we just took the money and put it in Lamborghini? Maybe not. Right. But you also don't, if you're a nine quick start, you don't want to meet with a two person. Cause you're just feeling like don't speak the same language. So what you do is you have an office manager who's a five and they can go. I understand our needs financially and I'm able to carry that to the person who's the two and I, they can act as a translator. And that's yeah. why, again, when I said your profile was neat, like, I'm like, that's a therapist kind of profile because you're a great translator. Yeah, for sure. That's a great way to put that as a great translator. Cause that, yeah, I'm very clear that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. In this uh, world. I that, that well, and I think it's also, <laughs> there's so many messages yeah. of that. <laughs> and like, really, I never really wanted to do clinical therapy ever because it's super boring to me and I get tired of I want to see action like I want to see people that's so funny because I'm like action that's fucking full of action <laughs> everybody comes in with their shit all <laughs> kinds of action and it's also probably because I was when I we would see a lot of what we called frequent flyers right like they would come and they would come back with the same yes that makes sense and that so for sense. me like I when I finished my MSW I was like I, the hospital is where I need to be like this so the idea of therapy was great but no I'm much happier with like short-term grief solution focused therapy was my jam and I can, and I didn't see a way to do that in a clinical setting outside of. I'd like to take just a, like one minute to talk about one other thing that shows up in the Colby. And this is a great piece of proof. Like Sarah, you're what I would call a normal, reasonable person. <laughs> and Jenny is unicorn. <laughs> Okay. I feel really hurt by this. I am so hurt by this. Because you like horses so much. I know. <laughs> I'm fucking ordinary. That's the fucking special about you. Sherry. It's so neat. I've been debating what's going to be my next tattoo, and that could be the next tattoo is the unicorn monkey and turtle one. 
No, here's why. That's it. Fucking I'm out. <laughs> there are patterns. I don't hear you anymore, Scott. I understand. I know we're enemies now, Sarah. I know we're enemies now, but no, there are patterns because I've, I've done hundreds of these and there are patterns that show up, right? The fact finders and the quick start tend to be inversely correlated. The high fact finders are like, I need a lot of information. I don't, I'm doing that so that I don't feel like I'm taking a big risk. The high quick start people are like, I don't have time for a lot of information. I got to go. The also implementer and follow through tend to be inversely correlated. So if you think about it, like the people who are like, want to manage the whole project, they come to stay up at a higher altitude and not get sucked down into any one particular thing. So the reason I wanted to mention it is like those numbers usually add up to like somewhere between nine and 12. So Sarah, you're a, like a seven fact finder for quick start adds up to 11. You're a five follow through a four implementer adds up to nine. Look normal. Right? No, that just means that like normal is a good thing because and, and Jenny's numbers add up to 14 and five. She's incredible. right. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. No, no, it's like, <laughs> I have to work harder at life is basically what that's saying is that the world around me is not built for my strange. Listen, you mentioned it before. And as the resident Southerner here, right? Like I'm going to say, it's got to be really interesting going through life as Jenny Midgley. Bless her heart. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Validating my existence. <laughs> no, like somebody who's a nine quick start, who's slowing themselves down, who's checking themselves enough to go, I'm going to get a little bit more information and make a more informed decision. That's a great uh, combo to have. And somebody that is, I really just want to do my piece, but I'm also willing to look at the bigger, more strategic picture, not just be tactics all the time. That's a really cool way to be. Look, Kathy Colby already told you when you did the assessment, you got a perfect score. I did. Yep. It does say that. You got <laughs> over and over again yeah, every time. Yeah, yeah. It does it over and over. You are uniquely able to take on future-oriented challenges. Yep. Yes. Oh, my God. I just, I felt like uh, because, like, you got to be the straight man to Jenny's wacko in this particular instance. Oh, and it says here on the bottom, your Colby result is so individualized, only 5% of the population is likely to have one just like it. Yeah. Unicorn. <laughs> Let the record reflect that a bird was just flipped. <laughs> a, a bird was a, a horn. bridge has been burned. It was a horn. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. God, I love it. Oh, it's fucking, oh, it's so good. Good. I'm so, sorry, Sarah. Let me ask you something. Scott, I'm always curious about this. I think these are super valuable, whatever you put the name on them. I like this one more than like Strength Finder because there's so many, like I just get lost. But I've always secretly wondered, is it, we spend so much time learning about ourselves, but it seems like the useful skill would be understand other people's so that you can be a good human to them. Yeah. But we never understand everybody else's. Like, you ever see anybody have a conversation like this? Like, I'm one wing nine. What are you? I don't care. Stop listening. That's, uh, that's how the conversations almost always go. But I think the real value of this, which I guess is just a nice way of me saying, you're probably a really fun guy to hang out with. Nobody spends the time to get to know other people's stuff, which I think where the magic comes from in this whole exercise, which yeah. is like, if I understood other people better, then I wouldn't put all my stuff on them and assume all this terrible stuff because that's where we get into trouble. We just assume the worst in everybody else. So they did this to me because of this. And the other person just off in oblivion being like, I'm just being me. Yes. I didn't do and nothing that is, wrong. That is my existence. <laughs> and I'm always here. I'm like, I'm just doing my thing. I don't understand. Why did I? Like, <laughs> I go, there was a lot of times, especially the corporate environment, like I would literally be blindsided by something happening over there because I'm just focused on 
what I need to do and what's in front of me because then once it's off my plate, I don't think about it again. I'll take that as a compliment. It is. So, uh, it like, is. my Sorry. I'm fascinated by people, just like endlessly fascinated by human beings. It's why I'm in the right profession. And understanding the, like, how someone wants to be treated and then doing my best to treat them that way is one of my favorite things. About, that's why I do this as a coach. It's not just helping me understand like what they're into and what they're up for. It helps me retain them as a client because I can say, Hey, you're being real 10 quick start right now. Like I had a client call me like a month ago and he's like, I'm thinking about hiring this lady. And I'm like, cool. I've never heard of her before today. And the last time we hired somebody, it took quite a long time. So what happened? This guy's a 10 quick start. And I'm like, listen, I get it that you think she's filling a need with your business, but let's ask her if this is the, the, does she really want to be hired by you? Cause that guy's superpower is enrollment. Like he will get somebody to say yes. And they realize later they're not even sure that's what they wanted to say yes to. I think that in other industries and in other worlds, quick start might be called impulsive. It, it might. <laughs> Screw those people. Uh, and so, and that's the thing, right? Because you can, and I'm, I'm super open about it in my neurodivergent brain. And so the ADHD in me is like, of course, I'm fucking impulsive. That's part of how my brain is wired. And I've also learned how to regulate it so that it doesn't have a negative impact as opposed to 20 years ago when I might go out and drink a little too much because I was having, like I couldn't yeah. resolve and cope with whatever it was that was going on versus now I'm like, really want to have the... Yeah. Do I have to deal with kids tomorrow? Is this where, is this the, today the day or can I put it off like another day until I know when someone else can be responsible for my children? That's, and it's having that the knowledge and awareness that I've built and experience over time that I can do that. But yeah. Yep. Yep. Joe, last thing I'll say to, to your point there is years and years ago, I started saying life would be easier to navigate if all of us had our Colby results tattooed on us. So to be an integrity to that. When I got my first tattoo, I had my wife work my Colby results into my compass tattoo. And I told Sarah and Jenny, when I was coming here, I was like, you don't have to get your results tattooed on you. Yet. I can have them, I can have them put in, added on to the points of my compass here. It'll look like, a little weird, but you should hide it block. in a decorative one. You don't want like a number tattoo. Exactly. Right. Like cell block seven. Like, <laughs> yeah. Read, seven, four, read the room. Right. <laughs> yes. But maybe I could incorporate it in the unicorn tattoo. Maybe. That can be the, because maybe that in the, uh, the. I'll imprint mine on my heart. Oh, she's going to be so bitter about that. <laughs> can I send you a unicorn for National Unicorn Day? Well, I'm not one anymore. Hey. Fucking ordinary. See, Sarah, <laughs> listen, here's how I want you to get how much I identify with you, though, right? Because, like, I'm a 5474. You're a 7544. Like, our numbers are all the same. They're just in a different order. Yeah. And when I was doing my leadership training, like, one of the things I got challenged on, they're like, quit being so fucking reasonable all the time. And so, yeah, like, that you're connected to your heart and also reasonable. Yes. I dig right. you just because Jenny's a weirdo. <laughs> And I am intimidated by and therefore attracted to her. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. awesome. She gets to be the unicorn. Yeah, it is. Yes. That's why I get to be the unicorn. I love it. I'm gonna go home and tell my husband, yes. I'm a unicorn. Yep. Yep. I and love it. You're fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> You're like exactly aka right. unicorn. It also yeah. Mantha's obsessed with unicorns. That's why she's your spirit. Yep, she is. Yeah. She loves podcast Sarah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank Scott, you. Uh, delighted. This was lovely. With us. Yeah, absolutely. Any yeah. final takeaways that we should have from this? Or just tell people, go get your results. Yeah. 
Yeah, go to the Colby. You don't get anything for that, do you? I want people to make sure that I get paid zero dollars. <laughs> every Colby index that gets taken, I am just trying to create a little bit of awareness and humanity. And again, Joe nailed it in saying, if you can start to look, it's kind of like love languages, right? Yeah. Like you're like, yeah. if I understand what my love language is, that's really helpful. But if I can reach across the aisle and do yep. something for somebody in their yep. love language, that's even better. Well, the whole better. point of that book is understand your spouse's love yes. language. But we all read it. Like, yeah, this, this is mine. Me. Give Do me it right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's my gifts? Yes. Right. Yes. 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 Oh my God. That's so funny. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> that's the name of this episode, by the way. <laughs> Scott Moore, you can go to scottmorecoaching.com and find all the services that Scott provides there and see some of the photos that I've taken. And a shameless plug for me. I'm just saying. <laughs> I was like, oh, she did. That's like, right. It was seamless. Hey, here's my plea to the audience. If you haven't gotten a raise lately, ask for a raise. Yes. Truth. And that was something. And I will say, oh, one of my big worth. takeaways. Own your worth. One of my big takeaways from Scott was he's randomly someday. He was like, if y'all aren't, if some, if you weren't. It was my training, hour, bitch. I was doing the training and I had my example of $200 an hour. And you were like, if y'all ain't make it $200 an hour, yes, you need some work. That was it. Yes. And then, and I went to my website and I raised my prices. Yes. Cause you told me, you <laughs> yes. were like, oh shit. Yes. I'm telling yes. you, Scott, give me kindred spirits. Hey, see? Kindred spirits. Totally. Just Jenny normal, the weirdo. reasonable people. Yes. Normal, reasonable people. <laughs> neat. And neat. <laughs> and then there's Jenny. Oh my God. I love y'all. And see, that's so my coach actually, she's like, why don't you just make it a mantra? Like, what's the Jenny way? And see, it pays to be a unicorn. Just saying. Love it. <laughs> All right, y'all. I'm in doubt. Be Jenny Midgley. Yes. yes. Thank All you, everybody, right. for Thank listening. You All right. Thanks for having yeah. me. Connect with us at girlswhodostuff.com. Subscribe to our email list for fun announcements and leave us a review. It helps other people find our stuff. We would be so grateful to you for taking those actions so we can get this out into the world and change more lives. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And, and you, you do, do you, boo. boo. We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media. 